Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is The Exchange from In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Today, Amanda Sin, director of the Alabama Securities Commission, gets personal. For years, she was devoted to her elderly grandparents, but she became aware of financial fraud and alarming abuse. Amanda joins us by Skype to tell a story that's a cautionary tale for other families. Amanda, thanks for your willingness to tell your own family story. Since it's the holiday season, I thought I would share a personal story with you guys. And as a huge proponent of senior rights and, you know, against elder abuse, I thought it would be important and pertinent for me to share this with our listeners. I recall Joe Borg, your predecessor, telling me how you would take your grandparents everywhere. You really were almost a caregiver to them. What happened? My grandparents, fortunately, I grew up just down the road from them. They lived well into their late 90s and were married 72 years. And by all appearances, my grandfather, even into his late 90s, he kept up with local politics, local news. And as we age, but it's just a fact of life, our frontal cortex, which houses the financial judgment and reasoning part of our brain, tends to deteriorate first. So in my grandfather's later years, and he served in World War II and the, the Korean conflict, and so I spent a lot of time going through old documents and memories with him, and I would sit with him as his mail would come in some days. So I saw fraudulent-type mailers come in, and I began to realize that he may have responded to some of these. And so as someone who didn't want her grandparents to be defrauded or scammed by swindlers, I had to keep a close eye on their mail and the things that were coming through the telephone in their house. There were things that caused me to question his judgment and reasoning as it related to certain decisions. What did you find out? Carolyn, unfortunately, I learned that he had responded to some of these mailings that were coming in that indicated that he'd probably provided his personal information to people who used that to commit frauds or to steal his identity. We had to call and follow up with credit card companies and other financial accounts to be sure that the financial damage didn't go any further. As you dug deeper, what alarmed you? Usually you will find mailings and phone calls from people that provide information that they could only gather from speaking with someone over the phone. And since my grandparents refrained from using the Internet, they were pretty old school, I knew that they must have been contacted by telephone and responded through the mail. Most of the envelopes indicated that he had previously given money to certain organizations. Of course, they were asking for more. But I knew just based on my position as a prosecutor of the state that these companies were fraudulent. So we spent a lot of time ensuring that he was not being defrauded through mailers. Now, a more personal story involved being defrauded by a family member. You mean a family member also got involved in this? I share this with you because in so many cases that come across our desks here at the Alabama Securities Commission, there are allegations that a family member is defrauding a loved one. So in this case, my aunt at some point had moved in with my grandparents, and I began to discover that she had been 
stealing things from them. It's hard when you're confronted with those suspicions because these are family members. So I can empathize with some of our victims in these cases when they have to elevate matters that involve family members. I know how very difficult that is. So it took some time to understand what was happening with regard to my aunt and my grandfather and grandmother. I can't even imagine how you handled it. It was difficult. The same advice I give members of the public when they contact us about these matters, I applied to this situation. Family is blood, but they're not always there with the best of intentions. And at some point, there was some suspected physical abuse. My grandmother wound up being diagnosed with dementia, and it was pretty advanced, so she was not able to contribute information. But my grandfather had made comments about my aunt pushing him or grabbing his hand, and he was 96 at the time, so we take these allegations very seriously, law enforcement does, and I told him my father and mother had come by there as well, you need to call the police if that happens. I spent a lot of time explaining to him how this shouldn't happen. And eventually, he did one evening. I was out of town for work, and I received a phone call that he had, in fact, reported this, which I know was very difficult, especially when it involves your child. It was his daughter. So when the authorities arrived at the house, my aunt did push him in their presence, so they immediately arrested her. And that was the best for every party, but it was a a tough situation when that happens and when you're confronted with that, and for the rest of the family as well. And Amanda, you touched on something really important as far as older people fear if they report something, fear that they will be further hurt, fear that the home situation will change. How did your grandfather deal with that? He's a tough guy. He was. He passed away two years ago at a month from 99 years old, but he experienced all of those feelings. So after she was arrested and taken out of the home, she was put in custody, and there was a court date. I attended court with him, and the judge, of course, was outraged. It didn't take him long to have her incarcerated But it was very difficult for my grandfather. She helped them with things, and she lived there. He was concerned about her well-being as his daughter, and he was concerned about life at home going forward. Of course, my parents were in town, and they were helping. Fortunately, the judge said to my grandfather, it doesn't matter, sir, what you believe, and I know you don't want this harm, but I'm telling you on behalf of the state that I'm locking her up. So what is your advice to your listeners? If you're in a situation like that, please don't let it continue simply because it involves a family member. I know those situations can be difficult, but there are people here to help you. There are multiple organizations, not just law enforcement, but there are social workers. We have a great staff in different counties that can help intervene in certain matters. But don't allow abuse to continue in a family simply because you feel like you don't want to expose someone or harm a family member because they're bringing them on themselves. 
pay attention to your family members. Don't turn a blind eye or fail to check in because you think your mom or dad or, or grandmother or grandfather is doing fine by all appearances. You know, dig in a little deeper. I would have never suspected that my grandfather would have been someone that would respond to scams, but it can happen. So for this holiday season, Carolyn, I encourage everyone to stay connected, check in on your loved ones, stay involved, and don't get too busy to go in and check on your friends and family. How can your listeners get in touch if they suspect they have a family situation going on such as you've described? You can type in Alabama Securities Commission. We have a form online on our website. As soon as you enter our name into a search engine, it'll pull up our webpage, and it's easy to find the complaint form. Or just give us a call. We have people answering our phones. And we have a phenomenal victim service officer on staff. She's helped tremendously in some of these matters. She goes out to the home to meet with victims. We have our law enforcement division that has helped get involved in some of these situations as needed. We maintain confidence and we've been able to help. So I encourage people not to continue to stay silent if they're experiencing a situation like that. Well, Amanda, by sharing this story, you are alerting your listeners that the same thing can happen in their own families. So I thank you. Thank you, Carolyn, always for allowing me to share with our listeners. Joining us by Skype was Amanda Sim, director of the Alabama Securities Commission. The commission stands ready to help victims of financial fraud and abuse at 1-800-222-1253 or online at asc.alabama.gov. Thanks for joining us today for The Exchange from In Focus, which is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In Focus is taking a holiday break before joining you again in early January. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, wishing you the joy of the season from listener-supported Troy Public Radio.